What's up guys and welcome back to Born to Create. Now for those of you who don't know, Born to Create is a simple concept. If who or what you want to be doesn't exist, you go out there and create the life that you want. So today's podcast is a very, very important slash special podcast for me. We're talking about mental health. Mental health is something that's really overlooked by society, by, by people in your home, even yourself. Mental health for entrepreneurs is a very, very massive subject. So today we have Dr. Mario Rocha, who's a clinical therapist who helps people through their mental health issues. So this is gonna be a very, very amazing and very, very important podcast. So get somebody who needs to watch this, have them sitting next to you or send this video to somebody because it's gonna be life-changing. So Mario, thank you very much for coming to the show yeah, today, man. My pleasure. This is um for me, um, I'm super excited because most of my podcasts, we talk about making money, creating mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, yeah. and really find out what you want to do and go and do it. But really, we do talk about mental health mm -hmm. you know, for entrepreneurs. And I think it's important yeah. that we talk about that because we struggle with it, mm -hmm. right? You know, we're, we have our, our days, our good days, bad days, okay mm -hmm. days, sucky days. Um, and it's rare that we find someone to talk to that can actually help us out and support us in that journey. So thank you for coming, and yeah. this is going to be amazing for me. You know, it's a little bit nervous, you know, right, but right. you know, it's, it's part of territory. So, so first, tell me how you how you got into um, the, the mental health field. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, excuse me. I started out uh, as a substance abuse counselor, okay. and really, what got me into that was my family family background, <clears throat> growing up in, you know, family with addiction, yeah. drugs, gang violence, that whole thing. <laughs> and so I just really had a heart to want to help people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I started out with substance abuse counseling and then just kind of went back to school mm -hmm. and just kind of fell in love with psychology. I loved learning about it, loved, you know, <clears throat> um, studying it and, I had some mentors in school that kind of pointed me in the direction of, hey, think about grad school. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um, once I went to grad school, I just kept going from yeah. there. And so yeah. <clears throat> I have a doctorate in psychology focused in marital family therapy. And then I'm also a licensed marriage and family therapist. So you've been in school, school, school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doctorate. Okay. You know, um, when people talk about mental health, they um, they talk about men, like the, the person on the street who's homeless, you know, mm -hmm. who who you know has nowhere to live, mm -hmm. and you see them, I guess, you know, tweaking out. But it can be the the stay at home mom, it can be right. the husband, the father. Right. So how how I guess how prevalent is mental health in our, our society today? Well, I think it's it's. I mean, everybody struggles with yeah, something, yeah, yeah. right? So when we talk about mental health, I mean, like you said, we think about what we label as like yeah. the crazy person, yeah. right? right. And, and a lot of times, especially, you know, in my culture, I don't know how, how what's for you, but like going to therapy, it's like that's for crazy people, yeah. right? right. <clears throat> um, but really, we all struggle. So it's about what mental health in general for me includes your relationships, mm your financial health, wow, okay. um, again, your business, yeah. um, your parenting, yeah. um, and then also our internal psychological processes, mm. okay. right? So it's about, um, you're right, I mean, our everyday struggles, yeah. what's getting in the way of accomplishing what we want to accomplish. Yeah. And that's really what therapy is about, it's helping us unpack maybe things that we do unconsciously mm. and make them more conscious, bring them more into our awareness yeah. so that we can make better choices. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we can kind of figure out what's blocking us in achieving our yeah. goals, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, so so getting therapy can be sort of like taboo, you know, no one wants yeah. to do it or you're you're crazy or, you can't you can't expose the family secrets, right? You know, right. you know what happens here stays here, mm -hmm. and I I know for my culture as well, it's like you know, 
men don't go to therapy. You know, we we right. take it, we handle it. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know whatever happens, that's what we're built for. And in my experience, that's that can break a person down, right? right? Break a person down and cause them to be that crazy person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how how important is it for someone to actually you know you know what I think I need help with I need help like how important is that for someone to recognize and they take those steps? I think it's vital, right? I, for me personally, right? Um, I was one of those who didn't ask for help. Yeah, right. I was the one that, in in, in some ways, I still kind of struggle yeah, with it, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> and so, going to school um, really kind of made me realize that I can't do it alone. Yeah. <clears throat> when I went back to school, going to graduate school, kind of learning about psychology and mental yeah. health, um, starting therapy for the first time, it, it all—I felt like a fish out of water, right? Right. <clears throat> but. The more the more you talk to people, and especially you know you know this being an entrepreneur, the more you talk to people who are successful, mm-hmm. who are healthy, um, who have flourishing lives, they all have support. Right. They all have support right. systems. They all have <clears throat> people they can talk to. Yeah. They go to therapy. They have coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. So we we just really need to normalize. Um, help doesn't equate weakness. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um, for me, that was a big struggle. And again, I kind of continue to struggle yeah. with that in some areas. But <clears throat> um, I think therapy itself is, again, has a negative sti- stigma, but it's really, um, it's really helpful if you commit to it. And you know we can unpack yeah. that as we yeah. go forward. But. but why is there such a negative? I mean, you're right; it's negative. But why is it? Why is it so negative? A stigma around therapy? Like what? What happened in our society? I say, you know, going to therapy means you're, means you're crazy. Why is it so negative? Yeah, I think there was a there's a, a probably a long history yeah. of factors that yeah. go into that. I think um, <clears throat> again, you know, we do we do work with people who. Yeah you know, have um, schizophrenia and, you know, bipolar disorder and all all of those severe mental health disorders. You know, we do work with that. Um, But I think, you know, a lot of factors of like the medical industry kind of taking over the field. Um, Just just push pills into your mouth. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, So there's a lot of factors, media, Right, um, plays a role. Movies, movies. (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) right. I always tell people, um, growing up, the only exposure I had to therapy was that old movie, What About Bob? (laughs) I don't know if you remember. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) so it was like, that's for some white people somewhere off in the distance, right? Right, Right. not for me. Not for me. So um, there's a lot of factors I think that play a role in that. Um, but I think a, a big one is that we don't talk about it, mm. right? We don't bring it up. We're not open, yeah. especially as men. You know, yeah. we're men here. Um, we don't talk about it with our families. Yeah. We don't talk about our, we're not taught to talk about our feelings. Right. Again, we see that as weakness. Right. Um, right. So I think that the more we can talk about yeah. that kind of stuff, the more it's normalized in, in you know, yeah. that stigma will kind of yeah. go away. It's, it's something you said twice that caught my attention, and you said that um, asking for help doesn't equate to weakness, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that, mm-hmm. right? I thought asking for help meant that one, I wasn't a man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I was weak, and there's no way that I can be vulnerable, right? Because mm-hmm. I have to be strong, I have to let nothing penetrate and nothing come through. No one can see my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that hurt me, you know, mm-hmm. that that dragged me deeper and deeper and deeper into the, into a pit. Right. And talking about depression, I'm under the, under the opinion that everybody fights depression, right? It's something that's prevalent, but, but every day you fight to not go into it or let it consume you because mm-hmm. every day something can depress you, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that everyone, everyone 
fights to avoid getting it, if that makes sense. But I don't think anyone is exempt from it, right? Because um, I know there are many times in, in my past that I had to fight through certain things, fight through depressions, fight through sadness, you know, mm-hmm. fight through struggles because I just had to fight through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between sadness and depression, okay. right? Um, but I think you're right. You, everybody has anxiety as right. well. Right. Anxiety, again, is an emotion that everybody has. Everybody has sadness. Yeah. Everybody has uh, anger. Everybody yeah. has these feelings, yeah. right? It's a matter of what, what do we do with those, right? <laughs> and... You know, another thing about about labels too, right? Mm-hmm. So a diagnosis is not a stamp forever, mm, okay. right? So I can meet with a client and they can be, I can clinically diagnose them with depression mm. and then in three months I can meet with them again and they oh. don't meet the criteria, okay. right? So it's just about what's going on in that moment, right? Mm. <laughs> and so, there's some diagnosis that, that really don't go away again, like yeah, your yeah. schizophrenia, yeah. your personality disorder type yeah. of things. But in general, um, they're just, one, labels the bill for the medical system. <laughs> they're labels to kind of help us categorize yeah. where areas we want to work on. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I think you're right, it's a human experience yeah, yeah. is what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. And emotions are there to teach us something. Okay. They're valuable, right? So we don't wanna avoid it because when we avoid emotions, we don't learn. Oh, mm. <clears throat> we don't learn the lesson of what that emotion is trying to teach us, mm. right? And a very simple example of that is um, the feeling of pain. Why do we have pain? Mm-hmm. It's to warn us that something is wrong. Right. Right. So again, if I put my hand on the stove mm-hmm. and I didn't feel pain, what's going to happen? Yeah, it's probably melt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not going to be good yeah, for me. Yeah. Right. Same thing with emotion, emotional pain. Mm. The same thing with again sadness, anger, anxiety. Mm. All of those things are built in our system as ways to warn us, protect us, help us grow. Mm. But again, if we're not emotionally intelligent, if we don't learn this stuff, Mm. then we try to do things to avoid it. Like what? So we will suppress emotions. We will... um, be in denial, like we have all these psychological defenses, yeah. right? <clears throat> so um, we project onto other people. Mm. So instead of me dealing with my emotion, I can project that on you, right? I can say, you know, this guy looked at me funny, you know, yeah, he must yeah, be, yeah. he must be thinking, you know, something bad about me. But the whole time, it's me. I think something bad about mm. me. Wow. Right? Wow, That's yeah. projection. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm. The other things that we can do is alcohol, drugs, sex, yeah. um, workaholic. Yeah. Right? All these, all these things. You said, you said workaholic. Yeah. <laughs> Please point at me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. We use all these things to yeah. avoid feeling oh, wow. uncomfortable feelings. Wow. Right? Yeah. And the whole time, the feeling is never going to go away because it's trying to teach us something. Wow. So the feeling doesn't go away because it's trying to teach us something. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I was um, I talked, talked to one of, your, one of your colleagues, Mark, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Cox. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a scenario. He mentioned projection. Mm-hmm. And he said, just look at it like this. He's like, um, if someone feels a, a way about you and they're in their projecting is like you are their their screen right they're playing off their movie right. on your screen right that changed my life right, right. because now it's like i don't have to take it personal anymore because right. it's not about me it's mm-hmm. about it's about you right. and to look at everybody's scenario as hey you know 
right now I'm just their projector. They're projecting like their movie onto my screen. Mm -hmm. um, and that that was like super profound for me. Mm -hmm. um, so in dealing with mental health for entrepreneurs, right? Because mm -hmm. most entrepreneurs watch this show, watch this show. Um, they're entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, but they have, uh, they have some desire to do something different or create their life, mm -hmm. right? Um, and getting into entrepreneurship is, it's a mass. It's a massive undertaking. It is, mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody's really mentally prepared to get, get in and make things happen because it can it can be difficult. Right. So I was talking to a friend of mine earlier, and we actually got a little bit into mental health, right? And mm -hmm. he was asking me about my business back in 2009, 2010. So back then, I was in real estate, and that was at the peak of the recession. So when I was in business, I lost everything. So I was diagnosed, but I fell into what I thought was was a depression, mm -hmm. and I had I had no help getting get out of that. Right. right, and I had these emotions that I suppressed, emotions that I didn't let out, and I got angry, I got bitter, I got judgmental, mm -hmm. and I think it was due to me not having. Or not knowing how to express myself, right? Right. So, how do we begin as entrepreneurs to once we get into this this bind of of, of not having or building or lacking? How do we begin to to make sense and, and like find find some relief and, mm -hmm. and, and, and get some help? Well, I think one is you got to commit to it. You got to yeah. commit to getting help. Yeah. Right. Um, and we got to understand the process of growth, right? Okay. So entrepreneurship is kind of, it's kind of taking a step out of your comfort zone, <clears throat> right? So when we do that, the process of pressure, mm -hmm. the process of stress, mm -hmm. right, in any situation in our life, um, that is triggering. So what, what we mean by triggering is means whatever's inside gets triggered and starts coming up, mm -hmm. right? Okay. <clears throat> so um, as you're going and taking these steps, if I have some insecurities, even on an unconscious level, right, right. right? Those things are gonna be triggered, right? right? And, and I'll use myself as an example because uh, um, I started a nonprofit, okay. right? And we started in 2019, right before the pandemic, right? Well. <laughs> right? And I, it was in a point in time in my life where things were going good. right? Right. I went through a, a whole uh, mess of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and things were starting to turn around, yeah. right, in a lot of different areas. <clears throat> I had a good job. Mm -hmm. I started a nonprofit. Um, things in my personal life were going well. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. <clears throat> and what happened was, again, I had to shut down the nonprofit. Yeah, wow. We were, there was a period of time where we were not certain as to, are we going to have jobs? Like, what yeah, does this mean yeah, for our, our yeah. job, right? And then we kind of slowly transitioned to telehealth and all right. of that stuff. Right. But there was a period where it was kind of shaky, right? And worrying about my finances yeah. and all this stress started. All, all real stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all this stress started triggering these feelings of being a failure, mm. right? I'm failing, right? Even though all this stuff was out of my control, yeah, yeah. right? And that, that feeling of being a failure <clears throat> led me to feel depressed. I was mm. depressed. I was down. I was beating myself up, yeah, yeah. right? But um, that was stuff that I was struggled with earlier in my life. Okay. <clears throat> And what that, what that pressure and what that stress was teaching me, what those feelings were teaching me, mm -hmm. was that I still had some feelings 
and thoughts and beliefs wow. that I was a failure. <clears throat> wow. Right? And it wasn't until I was challenged that that stuff came up. Yeah. And if that would have never came up at that point, then I would still be carrying those belief yeah. systems yeah. with me. Right. Let me ask you this, just to make sure that, that I'm clear. So right. you're saying that <clears throat> the things that trigger us, whether it's, I don't know, fear or um, being scared, feelings mm -hmm. of, of failure, mm -hmm. all that is stuff that we already have inside of us. It's, it's nothing new. It's just we, we carry it around, but something triggers that and then it comes up. Is that what you're saying? Right. Wow. <clears throat> right. Wow. Okay. So it's about, um, again, we, we carry this unconscious stuff yeah. with us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're not aware. Yeah. Right. And so, again, I talked to you earlier, yeah. like therapy is a process of making unconscious conscious yeah. so that we can work through it. And that's what emotions are telling us to do. Right. It's, it's bringing up something so that I can be more aware of what's happening on an unconscious level. Right. Right. Because when we're not aware, then I start doing stuff unconsciously to avoid and that blocks me from getting where I want to be. Right. Right. So a person doesn't really know that they're not aware of the emotion because it's, because it's, it's unconscious. Um, they're aware of the emotion because they can feel it. Okay. They're not aware of the of the reason gotcha. that okay. emotion is okay. there. Okay. So the emotion is really not what holds people back. It's, it's just the ability to, to, to process through it, to, to walk through it. I mean, is, is that the biggest thing? Like right. what holds someone back from taking that next step or getting, getting to where we want to be? <clears throat> it's avoiding emotions, okay. not being able to sit and tolerate the emotion, mm -hmm. right? <clears throat> because again, it's, it doesn't feel good, yeah, yeah. right? However, we need to learn how to sit with it. We need to learn how to understand what's happening here, yeah, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and again, um, I'll use myself as an example yeah. again. Um, you know, through that process of the pandemic, you know, I yeah. really dived into working on myself. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that was there was this fear, this fear of failure, yeah. this fear of not being good enough. And there was a fear there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I had to one, understand that that fear was there. Yeah. Um, and that fear was limiting me, mm -hmm. right? And then I had to sit with it, I had to confront it, yeah. right? Yeah. This fear is, is blocking me from mm -hmm. achieving my goals. Right. And I have to face it, and then I have to start making active steps to work through it, <clears throat> right? Okay. And, None of that's possible if I don't learn how to sit with the fear. Yeah. Right? yeah. If I start fearing, feeling fearful and then say, you know what, I'm going to go to the bar. Yeah. Or I'm going to turn on TV. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, right? Then I'm not actually sitting with the fear. I'm avoiding it. And I'm not going to take the steps wow. to challenge myself to grow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's very real um, because you know even now in my life you know at this stage where where I've I've come I've come a long way I'm still growing I st I still have fears of you know am I making enough money am, am I in the right business you know am mm -hmm. I a good father am I a good husband am I a good man I mean I still have those fears mm -hmm. um, those feelings and I'm not the fear of feelings but I mean they're still there and and I find myself in days of stress of sadness, going to bed early, right? So, so you're saying that, hey, don't do that. Sit with it and, and, and figure out where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. or in Because it's going to bed early, watching TV, that's avoiding the emotion. Is, is that what I'm hearing? If it's a habit. If it's a, okay, if it's a habit. Okay, right? gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, I can have a stressful day and say, you know what, I'm just going to watch okay. the game and, gotcha. okay. and kind of okay. disconnect. I mean, us as men especially, we need to do that yeah. kind of stuff yeah. periodically. Yeah. However, if it's a habit, 
okay. that I'm not confronting okay. what I'm feeling. Right? I'm going to bed every uh, early every time, or I'm not gotcha. waking up, okay. um, or you know I'm staying up all night watching YouTube yeah. and, and just kind of disconnecting from the world. Right? Yeah. That's avoidance. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, so I think I think the the emotions and the word anxiety come at every level. Right? right, whether whether you're beginning, middle, and intermediate, it's at every level. Mm-hmm. So for like so now like like for me as an example is is as an as an entrepreneur, um, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be challenging at times. Mm-hmm. It, it can be stressful. It can push me into places that that I'm not comfortable. But then I have those days right where I have these feelings of you know. Uncertainty, these feelings of you know inadequacy. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, how do I sit through that and process myself through that when it's just me? You know, mm-hmm. I, I can always call somebody, right. right? So how do I begin to take the steps? You know what? You know, just just to help walk through that process. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you want to be open to the emotion and explore it, right? Okay. So one of one of uh, one of the therapists that I, I like a lot, she says we want to be curious. Mm, okay. Right. So what is this telling me? What is this teaching mm, me? Okay. Right. And then we want to start putting it together. Like, okay, where do my thoughts go? <clears throat> what do I tell myself? How am I talking to myself through this process? Okay. Because that's gonna all give you an indication as to what we need to work on. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, for example, you know, let's say um, you're talking about being a good father. Right. Okay. Well, let's explore that. What's coming up? Right. Right. Well, let's get curious about it. What is the emotion? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Mm. Is it anxiety? What's going on there? And where does that come from? Right? Maybe that has to do with your father and the connection to your past, right? right? And I'm carrying these belief systems about fatherhood from my past. Yeah. Well, let's just like, you know, jump into it. You know, you know, you know we're here. You know, I mean, I probably have to pay for, it, for this hour anyway, so <laughs> for a billion. But, but yeah, so my thing with, with, with being a father is not being like my father. Right, you know, mm-hmm. not being someone who really wasn't there, and am I doing a great job? It's, it's me being present enough, you know. Am mm-hmm. I am I speaking and like being the man that mm-hmm. I want to be, or am I doing too much? Because when I look at my kids and they go a certain way, do a certain thing, my first question is that was that my fault? You know, mm-hmm. am I being like my father? And I think a lot of it does come from you know my fear of being like. The man that that called my father that, that wasn't there, mm. right? So mm-hmm. that's the truth about it. But it's just right. it's, it's like, at, at what point do you move past that, get through that, or, or can you, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you can. And again, it's about evaluating. Yeah. It. <clears throat> right. So sometimes you know when parents have these fears yeah. like that, right, and they see. Their kids going down a path. Sometimes that fear can <clears throat> be projected out in being too controlling. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it can be anger. Yeah. Right. Sometimes it can be, um, you know, avoidance, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to you want to connect to the feeling and say, okay, how is that? How is that playing out? Mm. And then you make the adjustments. Mm. Right, so my fear is causing me to be too controlling, mm-hmm. which is actually giving me the result I don't want. Right. So I need to deal with my fear. Right. And then trust that I'm doing a good job. Right. 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 <clears throat> trust that you know what I'm not my dad. Right? right. Trust that the lessons that I'm teaching my kids is is good enough. Yeah. And yeah. give them space and room to yeah. grow, yeah. right? Yeah. Because kids need to learn how to make their own mistakes and work right. through it too, right? Right. right. <clears throat> so again, my fear is causing me to be 
maybe again this is just a general example maybe be too controlling which is causing my kids to push away from me which is causing me to think that i'm being like my father again and it's just reinforcing this whole this whole uh belief system that i have right so again that's why that's what the fear is trying to teach me. Yeah. Is I'm I'm, re, I'm creating the cycle, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> so when I sit and I deal with the fear and I learn how to work through that and say, you know what, I'm not my father. Yeah. I am different. Things are changed, right? Yeah. And I have to learn how to trust and let yeah. go. And just because it's a it's a um, it's a thought doesn't mean it's a it's just true, right? Right. This is a it's a thought. Right. Um, and two things that you say is, is one is that self-talk. Self-talk is is very very important mm-hmm. because if if we sit and tell ourselves bad things, things that we're not doing, things right. that that could get better or whatever, we can do the, do the opposite, right? Dang, that that we can do the opposite, you know, we can we can say good things, we can have good thoughts. Right. So self-talk is very, very important. And right. the second thing is trusting yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that that was huge for me because I, I can think back to times where, you know, if I trusted myself in a situation, it would have worked out differently, right? right? And I don't think many people trust themselves or believe in themselves. And mm-hmm. I think that can be the cause of a lot of mental stress. Right? Yeah. Um, when you say trust yourself, what exactly do you mean? <clears throat> well, I mean trusting in the things that you're doing well. Okay. Right. Trusting in the process. Right. <clears throat> so, um, I I conceptualize everything as it's all a relationship. Right, it's a relationship. Your self-talk is your relationship to yourself. Okay. Right, and your relationship to yourself is a model of your relationships from your past. Right, and so if I'm not trusting myself, that means I'm doubting. I'm fearing. um, I'm worrying. I'm uncertain. Right. And stop, again, stop real quick. So yeah. I, I'm lost. So you said, relationship you have with yourself is a model of the ones you had in the past. Yeah. Right. I'm not clear on that. Okay. <clears throat> so let me see if I can think of an example. Right. Um. So let's talk about fear of failure. Okay. Right. <laughs> and. Uh, I'm talking a lot about myself today, but <laughs> um, that comes from my past. Okay. Right? And, you know, um, that came from me not feeling good enough growing up and okay. um, not achieving things that I wanted to achieve, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a certain certain story in my life related to sports okay right where i made the last out in the last inning of the championship game that whole story right that was me right i made that last out and that's not a really significant traumatic experience okay but what that experience did was it formed a belief system okay right it formed a mentality Right, and how I interpreted that, right? Um, because again, my parents were really busy, they worked yeah, a lot, yeah. they had a lot of things going on, yeah. and again, I wasn't taught to talk about this stuff, yeah. so I just internalized it. And as kids, we don't really have the process to understand big picture, mm. we usually just blame ourselves, right? Right, <clears throat> so. Mm. That experience plus experiences like becoming a teenage father yeah. and, you know, struggling with yeah. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
all of these are reinforcing things that I'm feeling I'm not good enough, right? Mm. And that carried with me even though unconsciously, I'm not thinking about that all the time, but unconsciously, it's forming how I react to things. Okay. It's forming how I react to myself. Yeah. Right? And so, um, we pick up things, right? We pick up things from our parents. We pick up things from school. We pick up things that influence and shape how we think about ourselves and how Mm -hmm. we think about the world. So again, um, when we talk about, you know, going back to entrepreneurship and all that stuff, you know, it influences everything, right? Your family is all wrapped up into that. How you view yourself as a father is wrapped up into how much time you have to commit to being an entrepreneur, right? And so all of these things are, are, again, stress-inducing, and they trigger already existing Mm -hmm. beliefs. Mm -hmm. And we just need to unpack that and, again, learn how to work through it as it comes up. Right. Yeah, I think working through it is the challenge. Right. Because it it gets you in a very uncomfortable space. Right. You know, and... And when when there's comfort, no one wants to like like, like endure that, right? right? Right. When it's time for change, no one wants to change because you know we would rather die than change. Mm-hmm. And um, entrepreneurship is about lessons, right? It's right. about being uncomfortable. Right. It's, a, it's about going from the known to the unknown because mm-hmm. you know you can go from having a nice, nice, secure, quote unquote, secure job, mm-hmm. and then jump into the unknown. You know, I have this business, but I still have a family. I still have a wife. I still have kids. I still have responsibilities to take care of. And learning how to unpack that is the journey, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what you said, well, you have to commit to knowing. Uh, well, commit to to knowing that, that you need help or commit to the emotion. Mm-hmm. Emotions come and go, right? Mm-hmm. Emotions come and go, good mm-hmm. ones, bad ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can someone's family support you in going through this process because there are outside influences you know if it's just you by yourself as an entrepreneur then then great but most people they have families you know mm-hmm. once they make this transition they have responsibilities right how how can what's the best way for a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend to support their significant other in this journey if they see something, oh, you know, something's not right, you know, your emotions are out of whack or whatever, but mm-hmm. what's the best way for them to, to support their, their partner? Uh, well, I think, you know, one, we wanna be open with communication, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> so we can't expect our partners to be supportive if they don't know what's going on. Okay, good, good one, yeah. Right? Yeah. So we have to let them know because we can just walk in the room and be angry and upset yeah. and, and they're not understanding why, yeah. right? Because we're stressed because yeah. we have these thoughts of, am I a good dad? Am yeah. I, right? <clears throat> and how, how is our partner going to know that if we don't talk to them about yeah. what we're going through? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> right? So that's, that's the first thing we got to do. And then for partners, <clears throat> we just want to understand that a lot of times um, we can feel like if emotions are really big right, and, and strong, we can feel like it's an attack or we're working against each other, right? <clears throat> so you want to form a really good team and know that, hey, we're working towards the same goal. Right. Right? We're working right. together to achieve something. Right. <clears throat> so emotions are just a part of the process. Yeah and learning how to work through it. So again, the more you communicate and connect, the more um, you're gonna be able to know. So um, everybody's different though, right? So when I work with couples, it's about teaching them how to talk about their feelings in a healthy way so that other people can see what they're going through, right? right? And then communicating what do you need, right? right? Because I can't tell you what you need 
but you can learn how to understand yourself in in a way where you can communicate that to me yeah. so I can give that to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but if you don't understand you, how is your partner going to understand right. you? Right. 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 <clears throat> so um, part of that work is you both have to be working on yourselves yeah. individually. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You have yeah. to be working as a couple together yeah. to communicate in healthy ways. And then um, you just let each other know, hey, I'm yeah. struggling today. This yeah. is what I need. Right. Right? And, and this is the kind of support. And it's also good to have a game plan. Okay. Like, right, this is what I need um, when it comes to the business aspect. Right. And gotcha. you have a game plan going forward. Okay. Right. And so... If you guys are on the same page with that, then you're able to work through things you know, right. easier as it comes up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's really good. But also, it's like it's also an adjustment, right? Because you have a game plan, and it can be new, right? So right. It, it won't always go according to the playbook, right? Right. So I think it's more of like you know, here's my game plan. I'm going to commit to it no matter what. Some days we've been others, but mm -hmm. we're going to make sure that. We're in this, and our goal is to win a championship, mm -hmm. right? So, so having that game plan, but but knowing that mm, it it won't always go according to plan sometimes, right. right? And then expressing yourself to to your partner, what I found, it's not always about getting the response that you want, mm -hmm. right? Because they won't always respond well. They never respond the way mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm. But I think what you're saying is that the goal is just to communicate. Because I know for me, the fact that I communicated help relieve some pressure. You know, mm -hmm. the fact that she knows help relieve some pressure. So if I walk in the house all upset, you know, because for me it's like if I, if I walk in the house upset or 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 say she did, right? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it's because of me. Like what did I do, right? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with me, right? right. It's some it's, it's something that happened in her day. Right. But then I get defensive, right? right? It has nothing to do with me. But I also think that if, if, if I did that, she got, to, got defensive as well, but it's up to me to come in and start to express and communicate, you know, what happened. So there's an opportunity for her to get, to get defensive, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I think communication is like very, very important and it not only helps your, your spouse, but it also helps you get off your chest, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, I found myself when I come, I come in the house, you know, with anxiety, irritated, and I don't, talk about it, I don't sleep well, right? Because mm -hmm. all that mess is mm -hmm. is in my mind. Um, and it just helps when you talk about stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It helps that you have a partner that can actually listen. Mm -hmm. And if they don't respond the way you that, the way you want them to, hey, it, at least you got off your chest, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I want to shift gears real quick. Yeah. Um, and going to, going through, go, go to a really, really, um, sad but popular subject, um, suicide, mm -hmm. right? Um, suicide happens every day, and I'm not sure what the numbers are, mm -hmm. but I know it's I know it's very, very high. Mm -hmm. um, and from my understanding, it, it happens um, because people don't have value in themselves or they, they don't feel like they're enough for the people in their lives, right? Mm -hmm. um, how much of that have you have you dealt with? Um, because I know at a point in my life, I, I thought about it, right? Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. contemplated, you know. I yeah. I, I, I set up a forty-five to my head, right? Because mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like you know, it it was it was that deep, it was that sad. I was I was in that big of a pit where I just mm -hmm. wanted to, wanted to end it all. Yeah. How much of that do you see? Um, and let's talk about men, right? Mm -hmm. How much of that do you see or deal with with suicide of men? Um, a lot. Wow. A lot, wow. yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's it's a reality, yeah. and um, <clears throat> you know, I I do see it, especially um, a lot in the younger generation. You really, know? Um, oh, okay. <clears throat> it comes up a lot. Like what age group? So young adult, like late teens to really? young adults. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's, it's okay. really prevalent in. You know, I think. I think a lot of media has a, a lot to do with that as far as them normalizing yeah. <clears throat> suicide and, and different things. Did you say norm normalizing it? Normalizing it, yeah. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's freaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <clears throat> so um, what I'll say, my experience with working with that, and, and again, you know, this is this is my conceptualization as far as mental health in general, also, <clears throat> and. Um, when we get to that space where we're depressed, where we're in anxiety, where it's to a level where it's debilitating, where we get to a place where we're having suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you mentioned something like feeling like you're in a pit, right. Right? right? So when you're in the pit, what happens is you don't see a way out. Right. And it's lasting long enough where there's nothing that you feel is gonna get you out, mm. right? <clears throat> and when you feel like there's no way out, you start getting hopeless. Mm. And when you hit that state of hopelessness, if it's, if it's deep enough, then you start going to extreme right. ways to deal with it, right. and again, the whole, again, this is just my theory here, but I'm avoiding this pain. I don't yeah. want to feel this yeah. pain anymore, yeah. right? <clears throat> so when I work with that, um, and again, this is, this is true on every level of our mental health. This is, this is my whole thing. This is what, how I work with every client is there's a concept called potential space. Okay. You know, when I'm sitting with a client that has all this intense emotional despair where they're in that deep of a space, one, I, I just need to sit there with them and I need to be there with them in this space. I, this whole space, yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and teach them how to tolerate it on some level where they can actually start processing things, mm-hmm. right? and then start to build potential space. And I think how you want to see potential space is like a vision. Okay. Right? Because again, when I'm in a state of hopelessness, I can't see outside of this pit. Right, right. Right? And even again, with anxiety, I can't see outside of this fear that I have, whatever it is, yeah. right? Depression, I can't see outside of this, yeah. whatever it is I'm experiencing, right? Whether you're in a breakup or grief and loss or, yeah. you know, struggling financially or whatever it is, right? <clears throat> so we need to see the potential space, hmm. right? So if you think about like um, the way this, this is developed, in psychology and in the theories that I learned is like with kids, right? If you take a really young kid and you put, let's say, um, a box of wrapping paper, right? Well, to a kid, a young kid, there's potential there. That's it. That's fun. That's exploratory. That's, uh, that's something that is exciting, right. right? But if you take that same thing to an adult, well, that's just trash. Yeah. I'm gonna pick it up and throw it away. Right. What do I see as the potential that this has in right. front of me? Right. 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 <clears throat> what do I see as the potential that's inside of me? Yeah. Right. So it slowly start to chip away at seeing potential, seeing light yeah. in this pit. Yeah. And that's how we start to dig out of that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so again, going back to just everything we talked about, yeah. right? Whether it's your family, your business, um, your mental health, um, just whatever it is, when I stop seeing potential, right? <clears throat> when I'm facing a problem, yeah is when our mental health starts taking a toll. Right. Right? Right. So again, family issue. Yeah. Right? Kids are acting up. They're not doing 
what right. I think they should do. Right. Okay. Well, if I don't see the potential as a, le a lesson for us to learn here, yeah, yeah. an opportunity for us to, to connect and get closer, yeah. then, all I'm, then all I'm seeing is a problem right. and my mental health starts right. to take a toll. Right. Right. <laughs> and it's, again, it's the same thing with your relationship with your wife, with, yeah. again, your relationship with your business, because that's yeah. a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Your relationship with your employees, yeah. right? <clears throat> again, when you stop seeing the potential space, then all you see is a problem, and then your mental health yeah. starts taking a toll. Yeah, yeah and, and that causes people, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs to actually, you know, crash and burn, right? Right. Because, so, what I hear is like, so especially for entrepreneurs, is like, if, if you're starting and you're building, you're most likely faced with some challenges, right? right? Is that stop looking at your developing your business as face value and look at what's possible for you, right? right. It's like, this is, this is where I am, yeah, right now, I'm starting here right now, my product sucks, you know, my my website sucks. Me, everything sucks. But what's possible for me, right? right? And I think if you if you live life based on possibilities and just work towards those, then it will get a little easier to become and create the man or woman that, that you want to be, right? right. Um, and yeah, just live life with possibilities. And I kind of want to backtrack a bit because since you said this, it's, it's been bounced around my mind. The media and suicide. You says they. You say they normalize it, right? Mm -hmm. Give me. Give me an example of that. <clears throat> yeah. So, I worked at a university for a long time, okay. and there was a show back in back several years back, a TV show that was kind of glamorizing suicide. What's it called? I don't remember now. Dang it. But I think. It was a show that I think my kids watched wow. for briefly until I saw yeah. what it was about. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but things like that. Yeah. Right? yeah. It, it glamorized suicide. It talked about the suicide story of this person, and it, it, it kind of did it in a way that was glamorized, right? Wow. Normalized. Wow. <clears throat> and so, uh, there's a lot of things out there like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> and. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the students that I would see yeah. told me that, yeah, these thoughts started when I was like 10, 9, because of yeah. this show I watched. Everybody yeah. was talking about it at school. And now this is an option, yeah. right? This is an option on the yeah. table for yeah. me, right? Now, as you mentioned, <laughs> that, um, my, my daughter, who at the time was 10, she's like 11 now, her friend was talking about suicide mm -hmm. at 10 years old. Mm -hmm. So. It's you're right. It's it's actually out there, and mm -hmm. I know that, that sometimes as parents that we think our kids don't our kids only go through kid stuff, right? And so yeah. it's like it's not it's not a kid thing, right? right? So <clears throat> I, I think it's important as parents that we we step up and we know what's going on, right? right. Because you never know what your kid is going through, and especially mm -hmm. as a, as an entrepreneur, our lives are a bit busier than the average person, right? right? So we, we tend to sometimes make the excuse, well, I'm, I'm too busy to look at my kid's phone or mm -hmm. talk to my child or figure out what's going on. And that can be painful in the long run, right? right. Because I, I know for me, it's, it's I make sure that I check my kid's phones often mm -hmm. because you got TikTok, you got these 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 movies, mm -hmm. and, and it's 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 amazing how much influence they have over our kids because right. you think it's just entertainment, but mm -hmm. everything they see, watch, and hear is going to their mind. And when you experience stuff, when you watch movies, when you go on social media, is that what creates your subconscious world? Um, it can contribute to it, okay. right? It, it's not what creates it, really. Okay. Um, it, it starts in the womb. Oh, really? Wow. <clears throat> you, you know, it starts in the womb, your connection. I mean, there's studies that show, you know, fetus in the womb is reacting to stress levels of mom. Wow. 
Wow. Her feelings and her emotions and wow. her hormones. And again, same thing as an infant. The connections you, you have with your mom and your parents, that initial, <clears throat> even as an infant, is vital in your development yeah. in, in how you see things and how safety <clears throat> that, that you, um, whether you view the world as safe or unsafe, yeah. Yeah. starts even as an infant, yeah. <clears throat> right? So all of, all of that has a role. Right, so again, you go to school, your experiences in school, watching movies, yeah. right? All of this yeah. stuff plays a role. Yeah. <clears throat> so, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, you said you said everything starts in the womb, right? So, I heard that kids, infants, people, all of us, we're we're born we're born without fear. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we we learn fear. So. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. that is that accurate? We're born without fear. Kind of, kind of. Like I mean, we we have fear. Yeah, right? It's yeah, inside of us. Yeah. But we are we learn what to be afraid of. Okay. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. <clears throat> so again, if mom is really anxious about everything, don't touch that. Don't do that. Yeah. Then I learn to be afraid of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If there's a certain thing that, you know, again, um, dad is really mean, then I learn how to be afraid of dad, yeah. right? Whatever, yeah. right? <clears throat> um, so you're, you're taught what to be afraid of, right. but we all have fear right. already. I mean, it's right. there again. Yeah, and, and I think I maybe got that quote wrong because mm -hmm. uh, uh, <clears throat> if, if you have a, a, if an infant child and you can like drop them, they're gonna drop, but like, like right. they're gonna like jump, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you're born with fear, but you learn what to be fearful of, right? right? So that's that's amazing. Right. Um, so you were working at a university, mm -hmm. and you, you had some success there, but now you're an entrepreneur. Now yeah. you have your own practice. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I actually joined up with the group practice. Mm -hmm. But basically, you know, I'm seeing my own clients yeah, yeah. on my own schedule. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is because I actually want to do more entrepreneurial stuff. Right. So I have my nonprofit, which is Project 57 Inland Empire okay. for underserved youth. And then I'm also working on a book. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm working on a book. Um, I have other ideas for for programs. So my yeah. big thing is um, program development. Yeah. So programs for like um, what I what I did my research in school. My doctorate research was um, sex trafficking victims. Oh wow, that's huge. <laughs> so I have a program developed for that. But I've been thinking about modifying that program for like foster youth okay. and things like that. So. I have these these programs that I want to develop and, and work on. Um, so the reason why I left, you know, a job is so that I can have more freedom to do yeah. things like this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and kind of just build up, you know, um, my career in a different yeah, area. Yeah, I think what you're doing is um, super amazing. Um, it's it's needed. It's it's valuable. Um, it can be looked over sometimes, mm -hmm. um, but I think once people get a, get a hold of, you know, the power of mental health, the power of therapy, because you know, even me, I mean, I still talk to my right today because mm -hmm. it, it helps me navigate through this crazy ass world, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you know my emotions and you know what's good, what's bad, so. I want to first, you know, thank you for for going through all that schooling, you know, doing all this work to help people like me live a better quality of life. You know, thank you very much for that. Um, so there are people. There is one person watching this podcast right now, and mm -hmm. they're they're struggling with their mental health. You know, mm -hmm. they have no idea what the next step is in their life. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask you to just like give us, give him or her, it's like three action steps that 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 they can begin to 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 make steps to create a better life for themselves. Just three three quick action steps. All right. 
So action steps <clears throat> one is start reading. Okay. Start reading books. Okay. Um, well, I'll combine the two. Read books and listen to podcasts okay. like this. Okay. Right. See what's out there about how people have overcome mental health. Um, what are <clears throat> what are other people's stories that are going through the same thing you're going through? Okay. Right. Yeah. So that way you start to know that it's possible right. to get through it, right? Um, Any then, books you recommend? Well, it depends on what okay. they're going through, okay. right? Uh, so, um, you know, whatever it is that I recommend is um, what I do sometimes is if there's a particular area I'm struggling with, I'll just go to Amazon and punch that in, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. anxiety, see what comes up, okay. and then research the authors. Okay. Right? So I'll research the authors, see where they're coming from. If I yeah. like them, then, you know, I'll go ahead yeah. and buy that book. <clears throat> um, I do a lot of TED Talks. So there's a lot of TED Talks on mental health, okay. um, people telling their stories on mental health. Um, so I would do that. Um, the other one is get connected. So we can't do it alone, yeah. right? Yeah. And again, I'm still learning this, but we need support. Yeah. We need um, people to to carry us when we're weak, yeah. people to bounce ideas off of, yeah. right? And then the, the next thing I would say is make a therapy appointment yeah. and commit to it. It's gonna feel uncomfortable um, it might even feel a little bit worse in the beginning because all kinds of things will start coming up for you. <clears throat> but that relationship is a model, it should be a model of a healing relationship yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you commit to that, that's going to help you work through it. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one about connecting because um, I was talking to two friends today. The, the, the first one, um, Today for me was like full of questions on, you know, how I'm going to do A, B, C, and D, right? Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> when we're going through something that's a struggle, we think that we're the only person that's going through it. No one right. else is experiencing what we're experiencing. And, and today in talking to my, to my, to my friend, he was, he was telling me what he was experiencing. I'm like, damn, I'm experiencing the exact same thing. So mm -hmm. even though there was some struggle there. It felt good to know that there was someone who experienced the same thing that we can bounce off ideas and and learn how to come out victorious, right? Because entrepreneurship is all about creativity, right? right. Creating life that you want. Mm -hmm. And if there's someone there to who knows your struggle, who knows what you're going through, and they can help you create your way out of it, then that makes a world of a difference. You know? right. So anything for us in closing? Um. You know, I'll just say that what you said there at the end, um, in my my school of psychology and in my how I work and how I practice creativity is going to be a gateway through through mental health. Wow! Because again, yeah. we talked about potential space, right? And yeah. the potential of a space is where we can be creative. Mm -hmm. And when we're creative, that's a part of who we are. That's a yeah, part of yeah. us becoming yeah. our true self, yeah. right? And when, in, when you're in that flow, we're not worried about what's going to happen. Yeah. We're not yeah. in the past. We're in a state of creativity, which yeah. is who we're meant to right. be, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll leave you with that. Perfect. Well, brother, I thank you again for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah, this man. was this this was very very helpful. I mean, to me, it spoke a lot of value to me. And and again, thank you for all your hard work and your knowledge. And appreciate you know, it, man. Anytime, anytime. No, no thank you, brother. Yeah. All right. So thank you, Dr. Rocha, for giving us your time, and thank you for taking the time to invest in all of us. Now I'll ask you, what are you doing to make sure that you are? focusing and you are giving your mental health attention what are you doing mental health is is so important to our society so important to our family so important to us and a lot of times we avoid talking and thinking and doing things to create a better mental health state for ourselves 
So what are you doing? What are you doing as an entrepreneur to make sure that you are you are tracking, you are walking, you are doing everything that's possible to make sure that you are walking through these battles with victory. Being an entrepreneur, it's not easy, but it's something that you, that you chose to do. So if you chose to take on this task, it's your responsibility to make sure that your mental health is important. Making sure that your mental health is a priority. Making sure that you're making the right decisions for yourself and for your family and, and not avoid the emotion that's attached to sometimes struggle. So what are you doing? So I'll leave you with that. Answer that question. What are you doing to make an impact on yourself as far as your mental health? So as always, guys, thank you for watching Born to Create. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye.